Friends, as we are continuing in the book of Acts today, we are continuing on this thought of the church of favor. What is a church of favor and what foundations must this church stand upon? If you'll remember, yesterday we looked at Acts chapter 2, verse 47. And the Bible says of the early church that they had favor with all people. Now, friends, when we're thinking about having favor with all people, this is what the church should strive for. That a lost and dying world would look at the church and say, you know what, they really are who they say they are. They're a church that believes in the Lord Jesus Christ. They're a church that's been transformed by him. And this is the church that I want to attend. Friends, does your church have favor with all people? Now, as we talk about this, just yesterday, we began to look at what makes a church of favor. And yesterday, we looked at this idea that the church of favor is a church that stands on the word of God. Can, we, can you say about your church today that they stand on the word? Now, I'm not talking about watered down, feel good, wishy-washy preaching. I'm talking about biblical teaching where the preacher opens up the book and allows God to speak through it. Now, friends, I want to know, in your heart, can you say that my preacher stands on the Bible? If so, that's a good church. It's a church of favor, and you need to be a part of it. But if you can't say that your pastor standing on the word of God, then, friends, you need to get in a Bible-believing church. When we think about having a church of favor, they're going to stand on the word of God. Number one. Number two, the Bible teaches us in Acts chapter four, 2, verse 42, that a church of favor devotes themselves to the fellowship, it says. To the fellowship. Not just to the word of God, but they devote themselves to to the fellowship. Now, of course, the big thing that we're talking about here is just the community, being a part of the body of Christ. Now, you know, friends, we're living in a crazy day and age. Of course, COVID uh, continues to, to just wreak havoc across our planet. And, and, and many of us can remember back a few years ago when it shut everything down, including churches. And many churches had to close their doors for a few weeks, months, some even years at a time uh, in order to kind of get through the pandemic. And it was a crazy time for us all. But I want to just kind of draw your attention back to those times. Do you remember what it felt like? on Sunday mornings when you would wake up and you knew that every church in town had their doors closed. And there was nowhere for you to go as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you would have to sit in your home and you would watch a church service uh, on, online somewhere. Maybe as a Facebook Live or a YouTube. It would be a recorded service that the church had normally put together a few days in advance. And of course, we praise God for the technology to be able to do things like that in order to keep you engaged in your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. However, do you remember what it was like just to be isolated, just to be alone? You know, not to, not to be inside the, the, the walls of the church with fellow believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. It got a little bit lonely, didn't it? I mean, it really did. There were times where you would just think to yourself, I long for that day where we'll be back together. Now, do you remember what it felt like the day that we finally got back together? The day when the church finally opened the doors once again, whatever church you attend, and you walked back in that room for the first time, and, 
And the singers began to sing and the preacher began to preach. And not just that, but you looked to your right and you saw loved ones and friends and family that you haven't seen in a while. And you looked over to your left and you saw visitors who were there for the first time. And do you just remember how you felt just being a part of, of, the, uh, of the service and being a part of the body of Christ? Friends, the Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews chapter 10 not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Friends, listen to me. When we think about being a part of the body of Christ, we have to remember that God never created the church and expected us to live this life alone. We need each other. We need to be in fellowship. We need to be in church, gathered together, whether that's in a formal setting as a church building or whether that's in a small group in your home. We need to be with fellow believers in the Lord Jesus Christ in order to help us gain strength for what we are going to be experiencing. So friends, listen to me. It is good to be together. Now, what did they do in that fellowship? Well, friends, I believe that the answer to that question is actually found in verse 47. The Bible says they praised God. Now, friends, when we think about being together in fellowship, we understand today, if you think about your modern day church service, there's a time where there's praise and worship and there's a time where the word of God is preached. And friends, I believe that this goes all the way back to the earliest roots of Christianity, to the earliest days of the church, because we see it right here. They were praising God and they had devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Now, friends, when we think about that today, you know, we come here and, and we're fellowshipping together. And I'm just telling you, there's something about it. When you look around and you see fellow believers, hands raised high, praising God, giving glory to him for what he has done in your life and mine. It just supercharges the saints of God. It reminds us that we're not in the fight alone. You know, friends, you can get out there outside the walls of this building and you can get into your workplace. You can get into the schoolhouse, wherever it might be that you find yourself today. And you can get to a point in your life where you feel I'm the only one here that is a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. I hear their crude talking. I hear their nasty jokes. I hear what they did over the weekend. I hear all about these things and nobody else understands that I'm a follower of Jesus or what that even means. And you can feel isolated. So isn't it good to come to a place where you can get together and fellowship with the saints of God and know I'm not in this fight alone. I'm not, I'm not the only one who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, listen, there's a danger in isolation. You can remember that Elijah, the prophet, had a great victory on Mount Carmel. But the Bible tells us that he runs away the next day from Jezebel, gets himself out in the wilderness, sits under a tree, des desires to die, runs on for 40 days and finds himself in a cave. And he says, God, I'm the only one left who has not bowed the knee to Baal. To which God would respond and say, Elijah, there are 7,000 
There are 7,000 in this land who have still not bowed the knee. And what's he saying there, Elijah? You are not fighting this fight alone. There are others that are righteous. There are others that have not bowed the knee. There are others who still have faith in me. There are others who are still calling on me. There are others who are still raising their hands and praising me. And no matter how desperate or destitute or afflicted you may feel, understand you are not in the fight alone. And if I had one word for the believer today, friends, is that, that you are not alone. And that's why it's so important to get yourself in community. Get yourself in fellowship. Many people today just think, you know, I don't need the church. I can do this thing by myself. Friends, if that's you, you're living in disobedience. Get yourself involved in church. Get with a body of believers and fellowship with them that you may gain strength for your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ is vitally important to your relationship with him. And if we gather together, The Bible says if we gather together and we are standing on the apostles' teaching and in fellowship, we'll be a church of favor. And I pray that's the church you found yourself in. May God bless you, and I'll see you soon on New Horizons.